You're listening to Car Free Midwest. We're a podcast based in Omaha, Nebraska, exploring the stories, barriers, and joys of getting around without a car. Our goal is to build a community around more transportation equity and less car dependency. I'm Sarah Johnson. And I'm Joshua LeBure. And, and this, this is Car, is car Free, Free Mid- Midwest. West. Mid South. Uh, and our first story is going to be with Kimra Snipes, who is here. Uh, we're actually um, in North Omaha today. You live in South Omaha. I do live in South Omaha, yep. Yeah, if you want to just kind of give us a tiny intro of who you are, I'll do it not as not as much justice as I'd like to. I would just say you're an awesome neighborhood advocate, but tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so I guess I would say that I am a community organizer. I have been one since before I knew what an organizer was. Mm-hmm. Um, I do currently serve on the board for Mode Shift, which I think is applicable as we talk about transportation, which sidewalks are a mode of. And I also am someone who does not, have a car and so my interaction with sidewalks are actually um, pretty often and and, and pretty consistent so yeah I um, am a community organizer I work for a statewide nonprofit that focuses on increasing voter turnout across the state and I'm also the president of the South Omaha Neighborhood Alliance Perfect. Okay, cool. And yes, we brought you here today, uh, met you here today. We didn't bring you here today, but how did you bring yourself here today? Tell us about your trip. It's a million degrees out. I think that's also some important context. I think it's like 106 degrees with the heat index or something ridiculous. It's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. I have my um, trusty sun hat today, which is um, a a, a, um, prerequisite when traveling on the bus in weather like this today. So I did take the bus here. I actually had to go and pick up a prescription today and then go to South Omaha deeper into South Omaha to take care of some business. So I've been on a few buses today. My journey started about 10 o'clock this morning so that I could be here by two. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's been my day, but um, I I enjoy it. I actually saw my dad on the bus today. I'm adopted, and so I met him through Ancestry, and he is a regular bus rider, so I got to see him. So there's some joy in the bus. It is a a little bit. I love talking to people, so you you have to find the joy in whatever you're doing. So being on the bus, gives me the opportunity to see people and catch up and all of that too so I love it that's awesome do you one of the questions that we're going to be asking folks as we do these sidewalk stories is do you think about sidewalks much I mean you may more than the the average bike walk transit person because of your position with mode shift and just but do you actually think about sidewalks a lot on the daily I know you use them but what are your thoughts? You know, I, I, I have, as someone who has been a bus rider, as someone <clears throat> who likes to walk her neighborhood, I guess I've always thought about sidewalks because you walk on them. Um, if you're not paying attention and they buckle up, you trip over them. Mm-hmm. If you're riding a bike and they don't have a sign up that says, hey, you know, part of the sidewalk is torn up, you fall into it and break things. Oh. Um, so, yeah, but it's interesting because I never really thought about them as modes of transportation until I got involved with mode shift. And so, um, like I said, I've always thought about it as far as being able to use them and, you know, seeing when there's something wrong with them. But I hadn't really thought of them under the under the lens of them being an actual mode of transportation until the past few years. Yes, perfect. And that is an excellent segue into why we're doing this, because I think the overarching goal with our Sidewalk Stories project is to help highlight 
the actual stories of people using sidewalks and really showcase that they need mm -hmm. to be classified as transportation instead of just an afterthought, which unfortunately in oh, Omaha yeah. seems to be the case. Absolutely. Um, you were starting to say something about how you, you have a friend who recently broke their clavicle because of a sidewalk situation. You want to say well, something? Well, yeah. About it's actually not even anyone I know. I went to a friend of mine's house yesterday and they had a bunch of guests over there and there was a gentleman with his arm in a sling and she was telling me that he's actually a firefighter and he lives in Gretna and he went on a bike ride and they had taken up part of the sidewalk and there were no signs that said anything about it and so he was riding his bike and said that he flipped over his handlebars and ended up breaking his clavicle, I believe they said Unreal. it was. And it was just very interesting that today we're having this conversation yeah. around sidewalks. And as they told me the story yesterday, I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. Like, people use these yeah. and no one would put a sign up. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And actually, yeah. um, a little bit of, I guess, history about sidewalks and how mode shift kind of plays into that equation. Years ago, mode shift, um, Omaha actually went to the Active Living Advisory Committee with a proposal for a sidewalk detour plan because the city of Omaha didn't used to have any sort of sidewalk closed signs in their, in their um, I not repertoire, but in their warehouses. Uh, and now they do. So it is something you know again the goal with this is to raise awareness shift folks perspective on sidewalks and ideally advocate for some change at the city level um to really yeah get this to be looked at as transportation there's a little friend on a bike right now um i guess the other thing that i was um noticing i did drive here today not uh I could have, I could have written. Anyway, I, as I was driving here, I was noticing sidewalks, and the thing that was upsetting to me was you're driving along and you see like a road closed sign, and where is the road closed sign? Completely obstructing the sidewalk. And on the other side of the sidewalk, the sidewalk's ripped up, so you can't actually use either sidewalk. I'm just wondering, do you run into having to walk in the street a lot? Oh my goodness, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting from a few different um, ways of thinking about it. I remember when I was running for mayor, and it was very interesting to me because I would be in different neighborhoods. You have this, you have this notion of what happens in different neighborhoods, and oftentimes we like to think the further west we go, the better everything is. But even the further west I got, I was still in neighborhoods where sometimes they had no sidewalk at all, mm -hmm. or people who don't take care of their sidewalks, right? Mm -hmm. um, as someone who rides a bus and I have to go to the bus stop um, that's on a, a sidewalk and it's the middle of winter and someone hasn't, you know, shoveled the snow up. I walked to uh, the store this morning in my part of South Omaha and there are parts where I have to walk on the street and, um, you know, it does make you nervous uh, yeah. because there are areas where, you know, people drive like bats out of hell and it, it does make you nervous. One of the rules that I've made for myself is that I try to walk on the side of the street to face traffic coming on so that way I feel like I have a better chance to kind of protect myself in case I see something happening and so that's just kind of a rule that I have for myself when I am walking because you come a lot a lot of a lot of times where there's no no sidewalk or it's completely broken up um you do end up in the street defensive walking I yeah, guess defensive you know walking. You, you hear of defensive driving yeah. but defensive walking that's yeah. smart yeah. unfortunately I'm sure you've seen too many close calls to oh, yeah. do it any other way while you were canvassing for mayor did that open your eyes to how different different parts of the city were as far as sidewalk maintenance or did you notice any discrepancies from your time on the campaign trail it's interesting you say that period because um you know when when you're campaigning you typically try to go to the areas where the voters are so for me that's that that's what i saw i saw more so 
um, just a difference in the targeting. Unfortunately, where the voters are are typically where there is more money at. And so there's definitely um, a difference. I don't, I don't have to be campaigning to see that, though. I'm, I'm all over the city all the time, and, and it's visibly evident. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's very visibly evident um, walking down 30th Street here in North Omaha versus walking down 132nd Street. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of similarities. I, I've been getting out of saying um, North and South Omaha. I've been saying a lot more of East Omaha because mm -hmm. what I see over here is what I see over there. When I say over here and over there, I mean here in North Omaha, there, South Omaha. Um, I am definitely back and forth between the two all of the time. And there's a lot of similarities um, just in the upkeep, just in... Um, um, mainly like the upkeep of it, just in the availability of them. It's kind of interesting to me when I see. And also, when I talk about upkeep, again, when it comes to wintertime and just different things like that, just in uh, I'm taking care of them, period. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. And, yeah, for those of you listening that maybe aren't familiar with Omaha, um, when we're talking about North and South Omaha, or as Kimra says, East Omaha, that is the older um, older neighborhoods, and then North and South Omaha are the you know, redlined and historically excluded populations of the city. And West Omaha is built from white flight. And so that is what we're really interested in kind of contrasting and comparing is how the city um, and folks who live in different areas, you know, see the importance of sidewalks and then maintain them. Absolutely. Or don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, another thing that I totally just spaced my question. I have. This is why I'm glad I, I never do anything time. live. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> Oh, I guess, and this is, I hate this question, but it is part of what we're talking about. How has, how do you feel that walking as a black woman in Omaha has, you know, obviously you can't compare your experience to not being a black woman in Omaha, but do you feel that when you're walking in different parts of the city, you're treated differently depending on which, you know, area of town you're in? Oh, most definitely. Um, <clears throat> the neighborhood that I live in now, I've only lived in since November. Um, and my, my old neighborhood, even though it was high poverty, high crime, I knew my neighbors. And there were similarities between myself and my neighbors in a socioeconomic way and visibly. And it still just felt friendly. I can walk in other neighborhoods right now, especially if I'm, if I'm with my son, who is six foot three plus and a mm -hmm. black man you know and, and you can kind of see how people look at you or just don't speak to you at all don't even acknowledge your presence by even waving eye contact or anything like that it's very interesting how you know what we like to say that since 2008 um you know so much has changed and racism is going away and, and all these different things but it's very very evident in different parts of the city um i'm one of those people who i'm going to speak to everyone right and so through that conversation perhaps maybe i'm i'm, I'm breaking down some sort of stereotypes or misinformation but people don't do a lot of talking so that still exists and so yeah um mm -hmm. i sometimes even with my son, um, it's interesting. He'll tell me certain things he does when he's walking um, around the neighborhood. He'll tell me, Mom, like, you know, I was walking. There was this white lady walking. So I just crossed the street and went to the other side because I just didn't even want any problems or anything like that, which is angering. Like, why should 100%. my son, who is a sweet kid, yeah. 
Um, he, he's um, extremely intelligent. He, he serves on the citywide homelessness task force for SONA. You know, why should my son feel obligated to walk to the other side of the street because he, he's scared of, of, of something that this, you know, Caucasian woman might say that two to one, you know, if the police get involved, they're going to believe him anyway, even, even if this is Kamari Snipe, whose mother was, is Kimara Snipe, who served on the school board and who ran for mayor and all these and this and that. You know, I tell them all the time, I, the reason why I bring you to, 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 to places with me is, one, because I want you to learn to do this yourself one day, but two, you know, especially these places where the police are, I want them to see you. Yeah. So they see you and they see me and they know if they happen to see you at another time, oh, that's Kimura's son. Yeah. I probably want to be a little careful yeah. when I'm dealing with him. Yeah. So, yeah. I just want to say I'm sorry that you and he have to deal with that because it is 2022 in Omaha, Nebraska. And yeah, mm. everything feels like it's going backwards, but a I little digress. Bit. A little yeah. bit, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I do want to talk to you a little bit about this potential car in your future. What would that change <laughs> for you? How? I guess, first of all, backing up a little bit, how long have you been without a car and what do you see a car doing for you in oh, Omaha God. these days? How long have I been without a car? A while, maybe. A, little, a while, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, how would that change? It, it's very interesting. People always tell me, um, there's a guy who comes here to scooters, and he said, you know, I didn't really know much about you. He said, but then I found out everything you were doing, you were doing on the bus. Yes. And I was like, yeah, could you imagine if I had a car? So I how that cannot. would change? Like, I'm worried for Kimber with a car because you're already so busy. You know, I cannot even imagine when you have like your own set of wheels. So sometimes I wonder if that's not like God's funny way of being like, <laughs> uh-huh. no, because I know if you have one. Right. I'm going to have to like physically sit you down myself. So I think this is my time of, of practicing self-care to figure out, you know, what I need to do for me. But um, I th- it means that I will be able to do more, though. I will be able to um, show up to different spaces. I will be able to be present in different spaces. You know, sometimes things happen and, you know, I want to get down to a city council meeting and it's like, oh, shit. Now I got to take two buses to get there and it's 106 degrees outside and I got to stand in the damn heat. You know, there's so much. But it, it, and that's just in the world of serving the community, even for myself, you know, like maybe I just want to get up and go visit a friend of mine in North Omaha, you know, yeah. that, that lives on like, you know, 50th and Sorensen. And how am I going to do that on the damn bus? Maybe I want right. to go to Regency because I'm trying to get a job with the library, which probably won't happen again, but that's another story. Um, you know, I got to take a test and, you know, and you got to take, you ever try to take the bus to Regency? It's ridiculous. I hate it. So every it, it, it'll be so much change. It'll be so much better for me. I would love to live in the city where I could use public transportation so I could try to reduce my carbon footprint. I would love to be able to do that. But Omaha does not provide it. It yeah. just does not provide it. And unfortunately, we have this mayor-appointed board. And um, I'm just not sure exactly what exactly the conversations are that are happening. I just know that I don't look at that board and see a bunch of lived experience when it comes to actually riding the bus. So I don't know how you're making decisions, but you're not including the right people in that. Try to get on the board, but of course, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Mm -hmm. didn't happen. So. Mm -hmm. 
And you're talking about uh, the Metro Area the Transit metro Board. The Metro Area Transit yeah. Board. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what I figured. Um, the Regional Transit Authority might be a good expansion because then it'll be elected, which I think it Kim should for, be. I mean, you should, you're probably got your sights set higher than the Metro <laughs> Transit Authority board, but that would be amazing. Can you imagine Kimra on the transit board? Oh I my like that. Gosh. I like that idea. That would be something. Just planting that seed Just now. Just planting that friend. seed. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. Back to transportation. Mm-hmm. We are talking a lot about like access to opportunity. That's how we usually frame like, you know, mobility justice is mm-hmm. because there's these barriers put up unnecessarily sometimes um, with things as simple as like curb cuts or, you know, a bus that runs only once an hour, that sort of, that sort of thing. So um, when it comes to a, a regular trip for you, do you have to plan how far you want to walk after you get off a bus stop? Like, yeah. what does that look like? Because I know you're yeah. saying you couldn't go to 50th and Sorensen because how far is the closest bus? Like, right. what, what type of length of walk is is what you generally limit yourself to? Or if that so, it it, it also depends on the weather that day. <laughs> it depends on how many hills are involved. I mean, there's a there's a few factors, um, and so I, I do have to do that, and I trying <laughs> trying to do it. Thank God for the app. I think the app does work pretty good. It, it works pretty good. But when it comes to having to take two buses, a lot of times I'll just say forget it. Right. I'm just not trying to deal with it. You just get tired and, you know, you want to go somewhere and it's going to take you an hour and like 30 minutes to do it. And it's just like, this is ridiculous. And don't let it be a Saturday or a Sunday. Right. You know, like even this morning, like I told you, I had to come here. Um, I needed to go to Walgreens to pick up a prescription. I needed to go to the Simple Foundation on 30th and Q. If I'm in my car, you know, I can be to Walgreens and Simple Foundation in 15 minutes. Right. But nope, I got to take the bus, get off, go in Walgreens, wait for the next bus with the 24 to come and take me over there, get in there, try to handle my business as quick as possible so I can get it coming back. But if I miss it because I don't know the bus driver comes two minutes early, you know, and decides he's not going to wait until the time it says on the app that I'm just kind of screwed. Or, you know, I have my Umo card now, but they used to have little little tickets, right? If I have my 30-day pass that I paid for, there's a little nick in it, you know, you're going to put me off the bus, even though it says on there this is good for a month, and now I got to stand here and wait looking crazy because, I don't know, all I have is my debit card. I don't have any cash or change, which has happened to me right over here at this station, you know, trying to get to work one day, and thank God there was a man on there that most people would look at and assume he's just a panhandler, not even speak to, and that man gave me a dollar, that man gave me a dollar 25. You know, and also heart-wrenching. Yeah, you know, it worked out, but I'm telling you, the the bus has been, um, you know, some of the greatest people I've met, but it's also been a lot of, um, um, I'm sad instances and I'm that person I'm going to Facebook I'm going to Twitter and I'm tagging Metro and I'm letting you know exactly how I feel about this because it's absolutely ridiculous I yeah. see a lot of those posts from you and that's why I was like we're talking to Kimra she'll talk to us oh. about her because you know and that's I think um, one of my questions from just the, the what you're talking about with those posts how does that get received do you get much <laughs> help from your complaints um and it's not even sometimes complaints it's just like pointing out the inefficiencies and that sort of thing like what type of i guess feedback do you get from metro or do you you know like what has your interaction been with if i get any um feedback it's typically you know thank you for bringing this to our attention blah 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 um i have gone down to metro board meetings and i've been thinking about going down to some more but again trying to do this on the bus you know Mm. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, like, 
I get it, God, I need to go down here and do this, but on the bus, like, I just don't feel like it today. And sometimes it's just like that. And sometimes you go on the bus and it might not have any air on it, you know? So it's just like, I've had that happen too. And it's like, oh my gosh. So yeah, you hate to complain, you know, but um, it's just, I was just in Detroit. I was in New York and I'm looking at their bus systems. I was in Chicago and used their bus. I'm just like, you know, why can't we get it together? This is Omaha, Nebraska. There's no reason why Cedar Rapids and Topeka, Kansas should have a better transit system than us, right? And so in my mind, it's just, uh, it's just a matter of intellectual curiosity. You know, can we just look and see what someone else is doing? We have a new CEO here for, for Metro who came from, from another city, I think Philadelphia or something. California, actually. California. In, I don't know what city, but yeah. Well, can, can we just see what other people are doing mm -hmm. and practice that? I, I recognize that Metro gets funding from all these different sources, but can we just have conversations? Right. Can we just do that? And can you please just include people who actually ride the bus? Like, it's like trying to make two plus two equal five. Like, it does not add up to me what happens in these decision-making rooms. I just... it baffles me completely 100 percent. and then we're the ones who have to pay for it yeah yeah. yeah no exactly and i mean that's all we can do you know with our microphones is try to like put them in front of the people that do have those lived experiences to try to be like all right why are we not listening to these people who are affected by this every day and who have the best understanding of how the systems do and do not work yeah. in a lot of situations i i, I think i'm on the together board together ink board and that's the reason why they brought me you know, because I'm someone who has used your pantry and not that long ago, you know. And so I appreciate an organization who wants to bring people in who get it. And that tells me that you're really trying to understand it. I don't feel right now that the city or other people like that are really trying to understand what's really going on here. So... Okay, did you have a question? Because I was also going to ask about comparing other cities' sidewalks to, okay. So, we were both in Cedar Rapids recently and we're texting each other like, why does Cedar Rapids have so many more bike lanes? Yeah. <laughs> I rode my bike all around City Rapids and was like so impressed because my wife's work, they have an office there. So I just brought my bike when we went when she had a work thing. And I was shocked by like how easy it was to get around on a bike there. Yeah. Well, two to one, they had some people sitting at the table making the decisions who got it some of you know the advocacy over the years that i've done with mode shift and without involves like asking the public works department who rides a bike in your <laughs> department because you just put a freaking median in the middle of the bird street bike route and you think that was a good idea like exactly i mean i just we can't reiterate this enough this is kind of the whole concept of this project is talking to the people who are actually affected which comes down to communication 100 percent. right oh my goodness and i am also so sick and tired of talking to people about communication when i went down to city council like a month ago you know it was funny i said you know the only type of surprises people like come in a box with a bow on it if y'all would just talk to people like everything going on with that library now i know it's not transportation That's but fine. but yeah had people been involved from the gate from the yep. beginning mm -hmm. if you had just been transparent with this process people might be on board right you know but people for some reason in this city in this county 
communication just, it's like they just don't get it. Not, not intentional communication when that fire happened by my house. Like, I just, I couldn't believe it. Well, I don't think I'll be surprising you when I say that the last charter convention, they eliminated the city of Omaha's communications department. So, you know, like that is an intentional, which was a, people voted on it. I feel like they didn't really understand the gravity of that decision. But like the fact that the city of Omaha does not have a communications department. Ridiculous. It's just, just insulting, ridiculous. frankly. It's, it's just because, it you know, she thinks she knows everything. So yeah. why would she need to communicate about it? Like, it's not like yeah. any feedback's going to change what yeah. she's going to do. Yeah. So why would yeah. she waste the resources? I'm president of, a, of an alliance. And I'm trying to think of one communication we had about um, the library, about just really anything. You know, so just a big void in that. But, you know, I met with somebody who works for the city and we'll say in the last nine months and and they told me they were like, Kimra, do you know how hard it is to just get into some of these doors? And I work for the city is what they said. Mm. They work for the city. And so, yeah, it's interesting. It's a it's a strangely run city, I feel like. It's, Strange is yeah. a good word. Yeah, it's a that's, nice one. That's what I was thinking. I'm being very generous Safe. with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I felt like there was something else I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. As far as the kind of comparing and contrasting other cities, you've been traveling a lot for work, which sounds fun and also sometimes not as fun. But you were noticing the other cities' transit compared to Omaha was leaps and bounds ahead. Yeah. Did you notice their sidewalks and their infrastructure, something like crosswalk painting, for example, which is not always the right. norm in Omaha? Right, right, right. The crosswalk painting, you're right. So actually, um, I was in Washington, D.C., and I noticed the crosswalk painting. It was vivid. Mm. <laughs> you could see it. What, what's that like? Um, <laughs> it was bright. We were actually have a, having a conversation with um, Canopy South and South Omaha, we did some walks to the neighborhood to, to, to start having some of these conversations. And it's very interesting that the smallest things, just like a crosswalk that people take for granted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we talk about the pedestrian crashes, instead of just saying people get hit by a car, the pedestrian crashes, like how much of that could be prevented just by having just, you know, these, 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 these crosswalks. Um, so, yeah, I definitely noticed that. It seems like I noticed... Um, in some cities, just more room on the sidewalks, just wider, allowing for more people to be on it. Um, Do you notice <laughs> street trees at all? Like shade, you know, again, this is a hundred and some degree day. And one thing that I notice a lot when I'm out, not in a car, is shade. Did you Do you notice like the lack of street trees and or shade here compared to elsewhere? Now I'm trying to think. I feel like that's something else I saw when I was in D.C. were trees along the streets. That's something else that they just came and did in South Omaha as well, my old neighborhood. Um, 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 the lady from Midtown, I forget her name, she came and planted some trees along the street. That's interesting. I'll have to pay more attention to that yeah, as I'm I, traveling more. Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting. It makes perfect to, sense, though. It really, if you read up on street trees, like that needs to be mandated in every redesign because I don't think it'll surprise anyone to know that the summers are all getting hotter yeah. and so anything we can be doing yep. to really provide and create Natural intentional shade, shade. Yeah, yep. yeah because I mean and that's another thing that you know Josh and I have talked about with the podcast before but just dignity mm-hmm. as a pedestrian mm. is something and you know let alone as a bus rider or someone on a bike just if you're not in a car in Omaha it seems like your dignity is depleted a bit I don't know if you have any <laughs> feelings about that 
Um, I, I guess I would definitely say there is a feeling of that. And, you know, even as you say that, it, it makes me think just about branding and messaging, period. I remember having a conversation with Metro and MAPA a few years ago, just talking about, you know, what can we do to even encourage ridership on the bus? You know, right now you, you make it seem like it's something that only poor people do or or people who just, you know, unable to find work and all these different things. You know, when you go to these other cities, there's all sorts of people riding the bus and the buses are full. You know, I get on the orbit and I'm bless their heart for doing it, which I still don't understand the Dodge Street first thing. But, um, you know, there's hardly ever anyone on it when I'm on there. I'm just being very, very honest with you. Yeah. I just... Can we can we please just, you know, include more people who are actually doing this in these conversations? Because 24th Street, I mean, that's high ridership. 100%. Um, and it goes from North Omaha to South Omaha. I, I just, I keep trying to be nice, but, um, mm. you know, just the logical thought process, you know, just really makes me wonder why this... This little old black girl over here with no degree, I feel like I have way more sense than a lot of these people who are making these decisions. And it's just baffling again to me. I'd have to agree with you on that. Yeah, no, it's um, it's really hard to, well, first of all, it's hard to follow how the decisions are even being made. And then when you see how they're being made, you still are like, well, that doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah. yeah, so, ugh, yeah, I don't know, I guess. You'll be mayor someday, and then it'll be better. That's what we can all hope for. Um, okay, I have not too many more questions for you, and then we'll, we'll let you get on with your day. How long is it going to take you to get back home from here when you factor in the walk and the bus ride and then the walk? How far away, also, speaking of the walking aspect, how far do you have to walk from a bus stop to get to your house? Well, now it's not super far. I live on 12th and Center. There's actually a bus that comes to 13th and Center. Uh, when I was living over at my other house, the 24 was like right there, almost in front of my house. I was loving that. Mm -hmm. um, now the difference is like I have to take two buses, so it's like, ugh. Okay, there is an overlap of your library camera and your walkability camera. And that is the loading docks surrounding the new library downtown. Um, this is, you know, too big of a thing to get into too much here. But the short story is the main downtown library has been basically auctioned off, uh, swapped, whatever you want to call it. Their new downtown branch, not the main branch, God forbid, but the new downtown branch is in this old kind of um, warehouse district that is surrounded by loading docks. And there is no good way to get to the library um, c coming from like two different sides of it. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. You know, it's been, it, that, that's interesting too, because I've been walk, I've been walking around and I was, I was walking past there and I said, I need to really come up here and walk around and really, really look at it. Um, because I haven't done that. My, my thing is, a whole library situation is a whole hot ass mess. Excuse my language, and it just angers me. So I need to walk around and really look at it. When I was walking past there, I think it was just last week. I just remember having the feeling of like, this just—it just doesn't feel like it's gonna feel like a library. Um, I just remember feeling that as I was walking through there. I was like, this just doesn't. How are they gonna make 
it just doesn't feel like it's where a library should be. No, because you um, can't get to it. That's what that's what my experience has been. Is and again, I've just kind of like, right when they announced it, went right over there, and I just took pictures. I actually also spoke at city council and I was showing them the pictures that I took of loading dock stairs. And what they dock. say? We'll look into it. And nothing has <laughs> no, happened. No, of course not. Are you kidding me? You know how Omaha is, and you know how Omaha feels about you and me both. Um, <laughs> you, I think you have a little better chance at affecting change than I do at this point. But um, yeah, it's just, um, it's one of those things that, again, I'd like to draw more attention to, just the lack of walkability. They, they like to tout how close it is to so many transit lines, and it's like, okay, where are those transit lines? And then try to get there in a wheelchair. Yeah, because there's no bus that comes down Jones Street. Um, there's a bus on 13th. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know that it's surrounded by bus lines. The only bus that's coming past there is the 13. Right. So I don't know how well, you're, like, able, surrounded. They're able to lie to the public. This won't go into the thing. But, like, just they lie. I mean, that's because how they, they do it. Because they know people aren't going to go right. and research and no, find out for themselves. No, unless you're, like, a nerd about this shit. Who like, actually who's knows, gonna, right. which is the reason why they don't, don't like include me. people yeah. who know right. or have lived experience because then they can also tell you when you're actually not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ridiculous. And oh, this... Talking. I had a thought the other day about the degree thing because I also don't have a degree. And I was, like, it was after a row and stuff and I'm just, like, sometimes I feel, like, maybe I'm inadequate because I don't have a degree and like everybody's so obsessed with education and stuff. And then I'm like, man, but then like Trump went to an Ivy league school, Brett Kavanaugh is like an Ivy league guy. And like just all these people, I'm just like, these are the dumbest people that I've ever heard speak in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And And and, you're a white man with money and then you're fine. And you know, you don't have a degree, but what you do have is a free public library where I can practice my ability to be an autodidact and go and read anything I want to. And that's the reason why they can't stand me, because I'm going to research, I'm going to find out, and that's the reason why you, whoever you are, can't just come and tell Kimra Snipes anything. Miss Shirley tells me all the time, she's like, Kimra, they're not going to like you, but they're going to respect you. And that's what it's about for me. And you're going to respect me because I'm righteous, because I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to debate what I know either. I'm not going to debate you on something that I know, because I've already researched it. So when the city says something like it's surrounded by bus lines. <laughs> okay. I know, you just feel constantly gaslit. Which know. is, which is just offensive, truly, right? Truly. Because, again, you got elected to represent me. And now you're going to sit up here and just lie to my face? Well, it's like this constantly telling us 72nd and and Dodge is the busiest place in Omaha. It's the busiest place in Omaha. I'm like, but it's not the busiest place where people stop and do things. It's the busiest intersection where people are trying to either leave Omaha or come into Omaha from being outside of Omaha. It's not the busiest because it's the busiest. (laughs) Also, I guess speaking of that intersection and libraries and walkability... Have horrible. you acted? Oh my goodness! Yeah, the sidewalks over there are horrible too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was having a conversation with us about this with Mode Shift too about those sidewalks over there. I'm yeah. sure Mode Shift. We did a whole um, sidewalk uh, like assessment yeah. tool, and yeah. it was all along yeah, yeah. Dodge Street. And it's oof. There's some room for improvement, <clears throat> I guess we'll say. You know, but. I really like to get. Um, we we did our strategic plan for Sona. 
And I'd really like to get our neighborhood associations to start doing some more walks in their own neighborhoods to really just assess and maybe get mode shift involved with that, which might get mode shift some more members too. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Sarah, like, I'm not with mode shift no more. And that is it for this episode of Car Free Midwest. We're here almost every other week with interviews, topics, and documentary pieces covering all things transportation. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Carfree Midwest, or visit us at carfreemidwest.com. So subscribe now to Carfree Midwest wherever you listen to podcasts, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash carfreemidwest. This podcast has been produced by me, Joshua LeBure. With support from Mode Shift Omaha, modeshiftomaha.org. And this is our sign-off. Good day. This is kind of a good day. You can't tell me what to do